Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Well, the first phase of the Premier League, it has taken a long time indeed, but it is finally over. The longest Premier League in history has finally reached the point where we lose a player and unfortunately that player is last year's beaten finalist, Rob Cross. So only the second time in history that a world champion has gone out of the Premier League and actually been eliminated from the Premier League. The only other person to do that was last year in the shape of Raymond van Barneveld. Welcome along to the Premier League Daily, night nine of the Premier League. Judgment night has been and gone. It is the third night of action in Milton Keynes. We have another three nights for you before we're then back uh, for another four nights next week. Jonathan and Jack Garby Garwood alongside you. Phil Bars will join us all a little bit later on for the Phil Bars take. Uh, Gob, um... Obviously, the big storyline is that Rob Cross is out. I mean, we aren't really surprised with the way that he's been playing. But there are some other stories that we definitely have to talk about tonight. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, we, we didn't see it come in three nights ago, but the way that Daryl Gurney's responded um, and the performances that Rob Cross has produced since the Premier League has, has resumed, the writing was sort of on the wall. And to be fair... He looked a completely different man on stage tonight. He put in a, a good performance. Um, I think he was just very unfortunate to be up against Glenn Durant in, in the form that he's in. Um, but yeah, he is the man that falls. Um, didn't Probably didn't see it coming to start of the season. There's a couple of us that we tipped for that, like we said. But it's just not been a great, great tournament for him so far. And oh, yeah. probably right that he's the man that drops out. 
I mean, I'll give credit to uh, our old co-host on another show, a far, far away. Mike Duffy did call the fact that Rob Cross is going to get relegated, albeit it was last year. But let's not gloss over that. Let's when he made the fact- final. <laughs> yeah, don't let facts. Do not let facts get in the way of calling something right. Okay, that, that that's the key thing, as we all know on this thing. Do not let facts get in the way of a great story. However, tonight, I think that was probably Cross's best performance of the entire league, and he still yeah. lost. He looked fantastic. On earth, he was 4-0 down. I don't know. Glenn Durham was just fantastic. That Can we ju- about was to say? Back-to-back so, nights, he's fired in a one six seven. Yeah, that was magical. It, it was just solid. And at that moment, magical. Cross looked up in the sky, just gave himself a grin as if to say, what on earth am I meant to do against that? <laughs> um, but he matched in average for average throughout the entire match, virtually. At one point, they're both averaging up around 107. Consistent around 104 for a period. That's fantastic. That's not a man who is in in trouble, shall we say. That that performance tonight wasn't a Rob Cross that's desperately in need. He missed a couple of doubles at a key times that might have got him out of trouble. Um, or yeah. might have given him an opportunity. But like we said, Durant's in fantastic form. That's why he's top of the Premier League and comfortably and rightly so right now. Um He's relentless. His finishing and punishing just takes it away from you. But Cross was class. And to do it twice in two different situations as well, because he was class when he was chasing, when he's under pressure. Even at 4-0 down, he was playing very well. So to do that under the amount of pressure he's under to fight for survival was fantastic. And actually, the minute the game was over or Glenn had secured a point, I thought Cross was fantastic then as well. Once the weight was off his shoulders that he couldn't get relegate it that he had nothing else to play for he looked hmm. quality still then as well so class from him he's just unfortunate that he's found that one performance a against the wrong person and b eight weeks too late also as well right you talk about crucial darts uh, you know at, at the crucial moments he had chances to win the second the third the fourth and the fifth leg in that game. Obviously, the fourth leg was when uh, does it hit that magical one six seven. Before then, though, cross and missed two at double top. You know, so so in that leg, you, you in that in that time period, you could be four one up yourself. Now, cross for me there, that's a big moment for me in that one. But then he comes back, he eventually finds his range on the doubles. It's that one two four on the ball, by the way. Lovely scenes. Then he obviously uh, broke uh, the throw in the seventh, and then hold held again at five three. It's sort of like was thinking the comeback was on the cards. But if he'd have managed to take his chances, he would have been safe. And that's remarkable, really. It, it seemed to me a little bit that Cross didn't have anything to play for, really. He thought to himself, well, I'm going to get beat anyway. Let's chuck him and see what happens. And he came out with an absolutely unbelievable performance. And if it comes out like that in the Autumn Series in a couple of weeks' time, admittedly, it is a pro tour and it's not on TV. But if it comes out like that and plays like that, we could be talking about him winning a title or two. And, you know, we could be thinking, is the crisis over? Yeah, it's mad how a switch can just flick in players and, and suddenly they're a different animal, different character. I'm not saying this one performance does massively correct the, the slump mm. that Cross is on. I, I think there's a long way to go. We've seen glimpses of performances like that on Pro Tours at, at the Summer Series and he just hasn't backed it up. So some time away from the board might do him well and then come back refreshed without the Premier League hanging over him. Um, can attack the autumn series and, and really get his way into other events. And I think the problem is with the rut that Cross has been on is 
when it's good and going well for him, the step back he does on important doubles is massive. Hmm. A, it disrupts other players' rhythm, but B, when you're that confident you're going to hit it anyway, it, it just works for him. But I think when you're struggling the way that Cross has been, especially on the outer ring, that step back only gives you more time to consider what can go wrong. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I, I just don't think that's been working for him at all. And I might have even advised him to just, if I was in his corner, to just get up and throw darts. Yes, it, it's part of his modus operandi or whatever you want to say. But actually, at that point, for a couple of games, just, just get the dart out of your hand for a double, just throw in rhythm. Um, but we'll see how he comes back. But, Absolutely. And uh, very, very quickly, before we hear from the league leader, that's another two points uh, for Glenn Durrant. Uh, obviously, uh, the last time he got beat uh, was actually in Dublin on the 27th of February against Nathan Aspinall, 7-5. Since then, he's been on a brilliant run and he's now got 14 points uh, in the Premier League. He's won uh, four out of his last five, similar to uh, Peter Snake Bite Wright, which again, we'll come on to a little bit later. He moves on to 14 points. He says that he wants 18 points to get into the top four. He's two wins away from doing that. Yeah. It's mad. Depending on the way the fixtures fall, he could have that wrapped up before the end of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, go through the fixtures that they've actually come out now, obviously. So he's got Gerwin Price tomorrow night. He then has Gary Anderson on Saturday. And then he's got Daryl Gurney on Sunday. Now, with the form that he's in, I appreciate Gezi and Gary putting decent performances tonight, which I'll come to. But with the form that he's in, you've got to expect him to be coming back and winning that, surely? Yeah, I don't see any reason why, in the form that he is in at the minute, he can't be on 18 points by the end of Sunday, at least, if not mm. 20. Yeah. Um, I, no. I just think he looks that good. This this slight alteration in flight shape, I think, has made him a far more heavy scorer than he was. I think he's just got a bit more confidence now to to actually, as, as Gary has with the extra weighted darts that he's got, to just fire a dart off the barrel of another. Um, the way that they're stick- standing to attention in the board. Um, his finishing is, is as good as it has been the entire time he's been in the PDC. And, I mean, I made a joke about it yesterday, but if he carries on playing like this and backing up this performance night in, night out, he damn well could be the best player in the world right now. It's a long way to go. It's a long way to go. But he is top of the table after phase one. Glenn Durrant uh, obviously relegates Rock Cross with that 7-4 win. And uh, here he is talking with Phil Bars inside the bubble after his win. Glenn, many congratulations. That's judgment night over and done with. You faced three world champions, yeah. you're undefeated, and you're top of the Premier League table. It couldn't have gone any better, could it? Oh, it's gone absolutely perfect. I, I feel good, Phil, on the stage. Uh, that, that's really important as well. And um, no, It's exciting times. You know, I've just been told now that I'm playing Gezi Price tomorrow, so you know, the best three players in the world over four nights. Rob Cross, who was exceptionally a champion. No, I, I, I'm well chuffed. Is it nights like this and like the last night that you came over for? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I could have done a, a Martin Adams and had a very easy life in the BDO and I'd have gone down as a three-time BDO world champion. But, you know, what did them titles mean? Um, but I've come over now and I think I've proved to people and I'm proving to myself that, you know, I, I deserve to be there. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about Rob Cross as well, but I'm, I'm really chuffed for Daryl Gurney. 
you know, to come here with two points, pretty much written off, and and he's been tremendous. And uh, you know, I'm really pleased for him. I, you know, he's, he's my wife's favourite player, so I think she'll be quite happy there. But you know, obviously, you know, team target. I was thinking about up there, even at six three. I was thinking, does he go through if he draws? So I'm glad that's out all the way now. Judgment night, and you know, just let's get down to the nitty gritty now. And I'd love to finish in that top four. As it's going on, you're getting better and better and better. The three performances are showing that. There's a little glint in your eye there, I see, as well. Does Glenn Durant believe he can now go on and win this Premier League title? Oh, no, 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 I promise you, and I'll always give you an honest answer, is if you give me top four, I'll take that right now. Uh, that would be an amazing night to play, hopefully at the O2, um, with a crowd. You know, they're, they're the kind of things that, when I go to bed tonight, that I'll be you know dreaming of and... You know, whatever, but um, no, no, no. I'm not thinking of winning it right now. But if you give me top four, I'll, I'll snap your hands off. It's five Premier League games unbeaten, as well. I don't know if you're aware of that. No. Also, if you get to the last four on one night, you can beat anyone. That's you've yeah. proven that over these last three days that people should now start to fear you because you play the underdog character very well. Yeah. But surely you're a front runner now. Yeah, I'm beginning to realise that people don't like playing me. I think that's something I've learned the past couple of days. I, I know I'm tough. I sort of dictate the pace. It's not intentional. I get to the hockey quick. I get away from the hockey quick. I just don't throw my three darts as quick as other people. But I think that was overshadowed uh, the fact that you know this boring has been. It's been great the past 24 hours. Um, but I've averaged 100 and 200 and 406, and hopefully they're the headlines tonight. Is it the equipment change that has brought these big averages on? Because you always you always said to us that you'd average somewhere between 98 and 100, but you seem to have gone to the next level now in the power scoring stakes. I'm so proud to, to represent Target. I've always said they're the Nike of darts. Um, so, you know, I, I asked them to, to help me. I, I had it. I dropped a, a, a signed shirt off to a friend in Middlesbrough. And when I walked in, it was like a Target. What's the word I'm looking for? It was like a Target, it's whatever. Fine. Museum, yeah. And he just said, look, I've studied your throw. And I think this Rob Cross... Oh, Rob Cross, oh, wow, how, how incredible is that now? This Rob Cross kite flight um, is the one for you. And I went away and I practised for about two or three days, couldn't miss. 180s, like I haven't been hitting. I had a ridiculously low number of 180s in this Premier League. All of a sudden I was banging 180s in practice. Um, Gary Plummer was excited as well because I think he wanted me away from the pair. That's how I felt. And this new flight is going so well, scoring heavy. And I'm beginning to back that up with um, fantastic doubling. I've known you for a good six years now, and you've always used the pairs mentally. Was that a tough decision to make going away from something that is tried and tested? Huge, absolutely huge. And and had the Premier League been a ranked tournament, had it been the match play, had it been Dublin, uh, had it been Ali Pali, I'd, I would be playing with the pair tonight. But what an opportunity in the Premier League um, to, to to try something in the most difficult of circumstances. Uh, and it's working so far. Glenn, pleasure as always, Chan. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Phil. Okay, second game up for us was the opening match of the night. Nothing to, nothing really on this one, apart from the fact that both are pushing for the top four. But another fantastic scrap between two players that are are in great form. Let's be fair; they're, they're both scoring pretty well. Uh, Bullies doubles need a little bit working on, but Nathan just pinching it at the end, seven five jar. Yeah, I mean this was. An absolute classic between the pair. Michael Smith's been involved in two classics in the last three nights, to be fair to him. And all, both times he's lost, unfortunately. 
But we'll come on to that a little bit later. It started off really tamely, I thought, that game. It started off like we, we both were just finding each other out a little bit. And then it just sort of really got going in that fifth leg when Smith hit the 171 and then folded up with the 97, which I thought was superb to go 3-2 up. He then just seemed to absolutely go mental off the back of that goal. 5-3 up after eight legs, averaging north of 110 at that stage. And then Aspinall just came back like a man possessed. You know, you just... When it got to 5-all, I honestly could only see one winner at that game. So it got to 6-5, obviously, Aspinall gets the point. And then, Gob, I don't know what the hell happened in that 12th leg. got no idea. It's Michael Smith at the minute, isn't it? He is, put, he is arguably putting in the best performance of the night, night in, night out, up until the minute he's at the winning line. Or he's close to or approaching the winning line. The first eight to ten legs, Michael Smith has been fantastic every night. And then he's finding a way to lose matches. He's allowing his opponents to stay close to him, despite the fact he's averaging 110 at times. He's been fantastic. The fact that people are staying with that just shows how class they are. And he's a little bit unfortunate, to be fair, that they're producing that level against him when the other... the the opposite night, they might have been only averaging 95. So they're, they're stepping it up against him, but he is finding ways to lose matches. And that ultimately, at the end of this competition, that might cost him a place in the top four. I mean, but I, I mean, yeah, there, there is that. But at the same time, it's you cannot miss a, a darts at a double to win a leg. In this format, you can't afford to do it. You can't miss eight darts at a double in the pub, mate, or I'll have you. Well, well I don't know that, unfortunately. <laughs> you do, but like, especially at this level, when you're trying to find out, like you're trying to get those points. And like you say, that is a crucial, crucial drop point because Michael Smith might have stayed in the top four. I'm not too sure exactly how it would have worked in terms of leg difference. I'm not, I don't know if he had it done, but he'd be, he'd be 11 on points right now with Michael, uh, with uh, Gary Anderson and also with Michael Van Gerwen. Nathan Aspinall will be level on points to them as well, to be fair, as well. So, Smith there dropping that point is massive. Aspinall now back up to third, back in that top four. But that shows you there, three to six in the Premier League is mental. And then obviously we come on to go in price a bit later on in seventh place. He's also on nine points. A drop point here or there is going to cost you big time in this league. And, and uh, we've both said that Michael Smith's O is going to go and he's going to win this title. If he's going to do it, Gob, he's got to find a way to, to, to get results in, the, in that second phase of the tournament. He's got to start hitting them targets on the outer ring because it, uh, he spoke a lot about it before the event, how he'd been putting a lot of time in on the board, hitting doubles and practicing doubles, and they're in the best shape they've been in a long time. And that just isn't true in the performances he put in for the last three nights because he has outscored every other single player. Um, go in, there's been 48 180s before the start of tonight, and he'd hit a quarter of them himself. Since, yeah. the, since the Premier League restart. So that's how good Michael Smith has been throwing. His, his scoring has been unbelievable, but he has to find a way to hit those doubles, especially at those crucial times, and start really, really putting his foot on the head of his opponents when he's, when he's on it. Quick word on Aspinall, though. Big win. So, that, that's a, ste- a steal of a win, which you'll hear, uh, and he says that himself, actually, in the interview you'll hear in a second. It's a steal of a win, but my God, is that a huge win for him. Back into the top four, keeping pace with the, with, with the rest of them. 
And if you get away with games, like I don't want to say got away with it because like, you know, you, you can't average over 100 and get away with a game. Do you know what I mean? When you steal a leg like that, that could breathe so much confidence into you. Yeah, it's massive. He's doing the opposite of Smith right now. He's, he's finding ways to win matches. And that's what you need to do at this level. And I haven't said this very often about Nathan Aspel, but I think right now this is the first time I've ever looked at him and gone, actually, you belong in the top eight players in the world. You belong on that stage in the Premier League. And you can see why. He's just got so much bottle about him, so much belief in his ability when his scoring's on um, and that first start is high in the treble bed or above the wire. He just looks fantastic. Um, he doesn't seem to get agitated by anything if it's not going his way either. He's got a solid mentality um, and he looks world class. He did tonight in, uh, in patches in particular when he was 5-3 down, coming back to win 7-5 against Michael Smith. Bully boy will be hurting, but the Asp gets a crucial win and he's back in the top four. Here he is with Phil. Many congratulations. A stunning performance. Thank you. How do you reflect on that victory this evening? Tired. Uh, it, was a, it was a brilliant game to be involved in. Um, every time I play Michael, we bring the best, each, best out of each other. Obviously, the World, Semi-Final, the Vegas. Uh, even on Proto, we could play brilliant against each other. We were good pals off the stage. and You know, I think when I was 5-3, I would have been happy with the point. Because uh, we both playing well, but, you know, well, unfortunately for Michael, he missed them doubles. You know, I feel like I have nicked a point off Michael tonight, but, you know, it starts. Um, you know, it's tough on that stage and uh, I've got the two points and I'm very happy tonight but you know I do feel feel a bit for Mike there because you know he, he didn't he didn't deserve no points from that performance tonight but like I say I've been in that position many times so it's nice to for finally it, it to go on my side. That last leg when you're a country mile behind yeah. do you think that the victory's gone at that point? Um, yeah because like I said earlier on when I was 5-3 and I went 6-5 up even if I lost like, that leg, I, it made him thinking, well, you've you done well to get a point from this. Um, when he missed, when he left the five, I thought I've got, a, I've potentially got a chance here. Um, and, you know, he missed it. Um, and, and, and I took it out, you know, Michael missed, but I still had to hit. And, you know, whether there's a crowd or not, I think tonight it proved to everyone watching on TV that it's still tough conditions. It's still nerve wracking, it's still hard. And, you know, I think Mike maybe felt a little bit at the end. Um, but you know, luckily for myself, I, I walked up and pinged it first out. Did you need that performance after the disappointment of last night straight away? That bounce back. Yeah, it, it was definitely important. Um, you know, I'm kind of what it. I'm, I'm very, I'm very negative to myself, and um, I, I was going into the game because I know how good Mike is. You know, for me, I, well, he's one of the best players in the world. You know, and um, I would have took a point going in before the game. Um, and obviously last night I played really well. Uh, unfortunately, you know it wasn't good enough. I had a higher average last night than tonight, which is a mental thing, that, that mental side of darts. But uh, yeah, it was important to bounce back from a uh, from a defeat last night, which I was disappointed about. And you know I can kick on now, and hopefully, you know uh, have a good uh, last three days. Even this early in the campaign, is that a big two points yeah. in relation to getting to the playoffs? Yeah, um, you look at the league table. You know I think I was third last night. I lost, I went down to fifth. Um, if I was to lose tonight and results went against me, I could have been seventh. That's how tight it is. So, uh, to get them two points to cement top four um, at the end of Judgment Night, it was a great result for myself and all I could take from that is confidence uh, going into the, the final three days. You're still pinching yourself a little bit. This is your <laughs> debut year. It's mental, isn't it? Now, 
forget about the Premier League, the whole situation, you know, all these things that I'm doing and in, and it, I, I still find it hard to believe, but uh, I think that's what keeps keeps me going, and, uh, you know, I've got a great life now, and, uh, you know, I think that's why I keep coming back and keep getting better and better. Nathan, pleasure. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers, Phil. Game number three for us tonight was the fourth game on, because we like to mix it up, we like to be different. Um, and this is a an interesting game, because... Gurney was made to wait for the survival in the Premier League. And for a while, it looked like he would get that draw, which would realistically finish, you know, finish off any drama that we thought might happen. But obviously, Peter Wright getting the job done. He goes to win 7-4. It's another 7-4 victory for Peter Wright. You know, it's another victory for Peter Wright. That's his fourth in five games. And him and Glenn Durrant are now 1-2 in, in the Premier League. And rightly so, because they both won four out of their last five games. We'll come on to Wright a little bit in a second. But first of all, for Gurney... It just showed, I think, the sort of level that dropped. I think he thought he'd done the hard work a little bit. Do you, do you get what I mean? I know yeah. that he's. I, I know that he was, you know, having to get, wanting to get that point to make it easier, or, or obviously get the win to make it easier, and also stay in touch with with the top four. But it just felt to me when he walked out there. I think he. I think he thought, okay, I've done the hard work, but I don't want to, and I don't really want to get. If I'm going to get beat, I don't want to get too heavily beat. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was a bit defensive, wasn't it? There wasn't a lot of aggression and, and leaders in the front. And I mean, it's well, difficult let, well, never, sorry, that, sorry, yeah, sorry to yeah. interrupt that. He never led during the game, which yeah. showed. You know, obviously it doesn't help when he when you're not throwing first. But he never led during the game. But there wasn't really any aggression, particularly on Wright's throw for me. Yeah, that's. I mean, there doesn't seem to be that urgency when he when he is attacking that snake bite throw. And I know that the pace and the rhythm of snake bite can throw you off a little bit. And snake bite was fantastic. His last out and under thought was, was superb. Um, Apart from in the fifth leg. Yeah. <sighs> we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that. Um, but, but other yeah. than that, he, 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 looked, he looks a lot better than he has done in the past few weeks in the match play and the summer series and that. He looks refreshed again. We said this last night. He, he just looks like Peter Wright, the world champion again. And there's, there's been a few ups and downs throughout the year so far, but the form he's carried at the minute is it, is it five in a row he's won now that's right it's it, it's four in, wins in five so yeah, yeah apart from the draw against Glenn Durrant which you know is not not too shabby at all considering the run yeah. that Glenn's been on yeah so he's in fantastic form he's playing fantastic darts um, I fully expect him to be contending for a top four spot now um, I think that was in doubt a little bit at the start of the Premier League season but now that he's found that form again and that confidence um, I, I fully expect him to be competing up there. and It, it was a good performance from him, uh, a professional performance. Um, obviously, Gurney's got a lot more to play for uh, in that immediate moment. Um, but, yeah, it was a good match in that bloody fifth leg, if only. Honestly, like, you know, Gurney, for me, you know, he, he stayed in the Premier League, and rightly so, because of the way that he's been playing. He's been playing better than Cross over the last couple of nights. And, into my opinion, he was in the summer series and in the match play, so he deserved to stay up. Um, so great news for for Daryl, um, but yeah, that fifth leg. Thing is, that double twelve was was miles away, absolutely very miles low. away. Very low. That's tension. That, that's yes. tension. Yes, you did, you did not you did not extend to the full arm there, but no. it would have been amazing. It would have been only been the tenth nine darter in Premier League history. I mean, he had to settle for the ten darter, so that's fine. But it's not the nine. Come on now, as Wayne Mardle would say. Um, obviously, crucial moment comes in that tenth leg. Uh, Gurney missed the, the ball for the one hundred and twenty-seven and game. Uh, right then, obviously on fifty-two, 
super team then missed two more for the leg. Uh, and that allowed Wright to come in and hit that double 16 to get that crucial break of throw. Uh, Gurney, obviously, on uh, six points. He's still only four points off the top four, so he's not a million miles away. But for Peter Wright now, 12 points, he only realistically needs three more wins or draw every game that you've got left and you'll be in the Premier League top four. Yeah, when you put it on that, it's, just, it's a simple job for the current world champion, isn't it? So Darts is yeah, a simple game, Gob. Simple game. Always unfit, <laughs> if you can count. <laughs> if you could tonight, if not, you, could, you might he, run out of fingers pretty quickly. Yeah, but he, well, he could tonight. He couldn't do it on Thursday, uh, or Tuesday, sorry, but he could count tonight. And he has uh, managed to get 12 points. He is really, really on form. He's the world champion. And he's also now talking with Phil Bars after his win against Daryl Gurney. Here is Peter Wright. Peter, many congratulations on a hard-fought victory over Daryl Gurney. Had to grind it out there at times because he was throwing him from at you. Yeah, you know, he was, he was in patches running and, and, and then he was like terrible, like, well, not terrible, it was unlucky darts, like 58-59s, which is like, you know, I'm thinking, like, pounce on him, and I wasn't. I was like, come on. And then all of a sudden I played great on one leg, and then I think... Against his leg, I throw six starts and I'm still in 400. I'm going, what is going on? It's like, no, as I, as I before in the view, it's like I didn't feel feel great in myself. Uh, so practice wasn't the same as I felt first two days, and it's just to say my body wasn't not right. So you said Darrell, it's because like it's the blobby. You said Star was a little bit nervous up there to start with, because he's obviously facing elimination, his fate was in his own hands, and you sense that nervousness in him to start with? Yeah, I, I felt nervous as well, because I, I don't know, obviously, because I didn't feel right, I felt nervous, and I thought, uh, after seeing Michael lose against Gary, but, you know, that was, like, predictable anyway, because, like, Gary plays fantastic one day, and then... Uh, not hit a thing next day and then uh, next day he turns up and he's, he, and he's brilliant again and uh, obviously Michael had I'd say little doubts in his head because obviously being by Glenn so when someone's not quite on their game and if you you can punish them keep on top of them it's hard to get back up off that floor you know but Michael's a fantastic player he, you know he's a quality player he can, he can do that Good news for you up to second yeah, in, in the table now and it's been a great three days for you, unbeaten here I think, in I think it was about seven years since I was second. Seven years ago, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. But we've got a long way to go. We've got, you know, another seven games to go. And uh, at least I'm in that sort of position. But it can, it can all change around, you know. I could throw spanners at the ball for the next seven games, you know. Looking at your year to date so far, we see winners, we see finalists semi-finalists forget the world rankings do you believe you're the best player in the world right now consistently I'm consistent uh, but at, at the moment yeah, uh, well no I think Nathan Aspinall is probably I'd say is probably the best player in the world at the moment and uh, oh, 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 oh sorry Gezi <laughs> Gezi's played uh, two fantastic results uh, you know in the Premier League so uh, you know, them two guys at the moment, they're, they're playing bad tattoo darts. Yeah, pleasure as always, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you, God. Thank you. OK, game number four, and we are moving on to El Clasico. And 
to be honest, I didn't see this one coming at all. Um, after the performance from my man Gary last night, Gary. Um, but he, he, like we said, he, he loves playing Michael. That they both seem to feed off each other. Um, and he put in a performance that, that got him the win 7-4 over the world number one, Jar. He certainly did. And uh, like I will, I will let you wax lyrical about your boy in a second, but I think you have a case to answer for here, Mr. Garwood. <laughs> what, is your, uh, what are your thoughts on those darts now then, mate? Best thing since last Fred then, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. What a surprise. Um, I don't know. Look, they obviously worked for him tonight. They worked for him on opening night. They didn't work for him last night. If they're going to work more often than they're not going to work, stick with them. If it's going to be flip-flopping all over the place, I still think he goes back to the to the straight barrel world champion darts. Um, but I'm not Gary. So, I mean, he, he's picked up four points out of six since the return. He was never going to get relegated. He's still in contention. He's got an opportunity now where He's a man that benefits from playing darts consistently because he his practice regime is so much more insignificant than the rest of the field, shall we say. He just doesn't do it anymore. Mm. Um, so playing night in, night out competitive darts is the best thing for Gary Anderson. Um, yeah. If yeah. he keeps throwing in darts the way he's doing it, keep picking up results against the world number one and, and the rest of the field, be him with a chance at finals night and... and Anything can happen at finals night. We've, we've seen that before. Yeah, I mean, he's level on points now with uh, Michael Van Gogh, and he is in fourth. Obviously, uh, you'll hear from uh, the um, from, from Gary in a second with Phil, and he actually mentions the fact that he actually changed some aspect of his darts. Didn't tell us what, um, but uh, he did change some aspect of the darts. So maybe he's just stopping tinkering with it. I don't know whether he's got the infection of Peter Wright. Who knows? Um, okay. Uh... I hate to say this because I don't like giving you credit for anything. But I think you might be right on something, uh, Mr. Garwood. <laughs> I think what, I know what is... you're going to say. I'm right on, I know. Yeah. In my opinion, I appreciate that he won two of the first three Pro Tours. But in my opinion, this is turning from a blip into a full-blown crisis for Michael Van Gerwen on the television. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm sat here feeling will, very smug right now. Okay, people will look at me and listen to me there and go, what the hell is he talking about? He won the UK Open in March. He was playing brilliantly before, you know, he was top of the Premier League three nights ago after beating Rob Cross. What are you talking about? Here's the deal, listeners, all right? I'm going to give, just throw, give you the headline stats, all right? He's lost four games in this Premier League. Hasn't drawn yet in this Premier League, but he's lost four games in the first phase of the Premier League. When was the last time, realistically, we could say that about Michael Van Gerwen? I don't think ever, if you want me to be honest, I don't think he's ever lost four games in the first phase of the Premier League. That is mental for a kickoff. Secondly, yes, he may have won the UK Open, but if you actually look at that title run, if he wasn't playing against Jason Lowe, no disrespect to Jason, because he said himself that he got scared at the moment, he could have been whitewashed. Jason Lowe had 10 dart, uh, darts in every single leg of those first 10 to go and beat Michael Van Gerwen on that Saturday afternoon. We couldn't believe what we were watching in the press room. And 
I know he's won the UK Open last, you know, the biggest title that was there before the pandemic. But you look at the way that he's been playing in the match play. He got his backside handy to him by Simon Whitlock. Glenn Dorrant did a job on him. And now he's been done a job on by Gary Anderson. In my opinion here, Gob, he is in a world of trouble. A world of trouble. Yeah, I think so. I've been saying it for a while since, since he's changed darts and hasn't quite settled on a on a design and a setup. I just don't think, even before that, to be fair, he, the world final, Peter Wright had him in the crucial moments. He had opportunities there, but he, he didn't take them the way that he normally would. Um, he just doesn't look to have the same air of authority on that stage anymore. And I think that that invincible aura that he carries is taking a big dent at the minute. The players aren't scared of him. They can see there's an opportunity. They can get out in front of him. They know that that they can keep him at arm's length at the minute. He's not producing to the same extent he has done in the past. Those three, four, five-leg bursts where he can take a game away from you. And even when he does, I think at times at the minute, he's producing them at times when his opponent is peaking as well. Normally, he peaks him as his opponent. He'll put that peak in as his opponent just starts to go off the boil and really take the match in his favour. But he's just not doing that at the minute. And that's not to say he's not still one of the best players in the world because he is. Yeah. But he just looks a lot more vulnerable. He's losing a lot more matches. That, like I said, that air of invincibility around him has gone. Well, here's a stat for you from uh, Occupedia, who is the uh, BDC stat man, Christopher Kemp. This is the first time that during any of any of MBG's eight Premier League appearances that he's been more than two points behind the points leader during the group phase, which I find astonishing, <laughs> by the way. That is utterly bonkers. But he's in a world of trouble and he's got to sort it out ahead of the next few nights. Uh, Right, let's hear it, though, from his conqueror, Gary Anderson, who's level on points with him and is only outside the top four on leg difference. Here he is after that win, talking with Phil. Gary, many congratulations. A win over your arch-rival, Michael Van Gerwen. Sweet night here in Milton Keynes. Yeah, I've said it before, we've had some, you know, we used to have a great rival, you know, and have some cracking games, but I think uh, tonight the both of us will forget about that one. But, yeah, you know, there was... Wee bits of good stuff and then some rubbish. Even Michael tonight, he's used a big 180, 140 hitter, you know. Nah, but uh, we scraped it out. Do you think 7-4 flattered Michael slightly? Because you had opportunities early in the game. I did. Better. I think, like I said earlier, I think I could have been 3-0 up. You know, first leg, double 10. My favourite double. You know, absolutely rotten on it sometimes. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I say, if, if's a big word nowadays. But, you know what, points, points are I'm over the moon with the points. Michael doesn't lose back-to-back games very often, but when he does and the form he's in, does the mood change in the practice room? Because he's dominated for years. Of course it does. It's like Phil, you know, when Phil got beat, oh, everyone's in for a chance, you know. But, uh, yeah, Michael, like I say, he's, he's, he's not been the Michael Van Gerwen over the last couple of months, you know, but you know what he's like. He'll, he'll click one day and then just go like he, he used to do, battle everyone. Last night wasn't your night. Did that take some getting over when back in the past? Do you ever do 7-1 very often? No, no. I was actually giggling to myself because I made a mistake with my darts, but I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, just before I went on, I, I done some, I changed something to my darts and uh, I should never have done it. 
you know, but uh, no, I guess he played well, you know, but <laughs> even when I was letting go of the darts, I was watching through there, I went, oh, what have I done? But uh, yeah, won't be doing that again. And am I going to tell you? No. <laughs> we wouldn't expect you to, Gary. No. Looking at the table now, you're now level on points with Michael as well. One eye on that top four again after last night as well. Big, big two points this evening. Yes, I mean, how many, how many games have we got now before the final cut-off? How many games now is it? Seven. Seven. seven matches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's good. Like I say, you could smash it in for the next three or four matches and, and, and do well on it, you know, or you could turn up and absolutely terrible I don't know looking forward it's, it's going to be good after tonight you know it's like a I know it's not a clean set slate but we've got to play each other again you, you accidentally play mind games with the rest of the field now because they don't know what Gary Anderson's going to turn up like we don't know well, before we knew where we were so you accidentally in their heads because they don't know what's well, going to happen well if you can find it which ones turn up could you let me know please because <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got as much clue as what they have you know like I say when I played Michael I knew it was going to be a hard game and I played his 180s you know he's it was all, but I was right on his tail end. You know, my, my 180s are, aren't as good as what they used to be, but, uh, you know, even not hitting as many 180s as them, I was still on his tail end, and when he did miss, I managed to take them out. Gary, congratulations. We'll see you tomorrow, Ray. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you. Final game for us, then, that we're going to talk about, and I can't believe we're doing the final game where we've seen a Premier League whitewash gob. But, obviously, the rest of the storyline has to come into this, and Gerwin Price... Uh, did he? Did he just want to get back to his hotel room tonight? Because that was so. some performance. <laughs> some performance that was. Saying that, and that's not to to put a damp on it. And this isn't to say it was only, but it was a hundred and one average, right? Which mm. is good. It's very steady. It's very very good. That's that's top level professional to do that on the TV. But if your opponent's throwing a, a 96, 97 against that, they're going to pick up legs. Yeah, Jermaine just didn't look like he was capable of that tonight and it's a shame but I think we have to ask similar questions about Jermaine as, as we did about Jeffrey last night Is it has he peaked? and I understand that the contenders format for the last three nights hasn't been great because obviously they are supposed to be playing in front of the home crowds that's the point that's the concept they don't really have anything to play for with the absence of that crowd but They've all put in lackluster performances, but we haven't seen that from Dobie before on stage, really. We've seen him lose out into some good games and not really qualify for a couple of things. But from the other two, we are starting to see them do this more and more on stage. And just every time Jermaine steps on stage in a minute, I don't really see where his next win's going to come from. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, right, last year he got to the Grand Prix quarterfinal. And that's he's been his best run in a PDC singles major. Obviously, he made the World Cup of Dart semi-final. And we've always talked about he's got to take that next step. He's always losing heartbreakers. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this now about the blanket on the challenges throughout the last three nights. I'm just going to give them a free pass if you want me to be brutally honest. Yeah. Because the challenges, to me, should have gone when, if, if it was humanly possible, I appreciate it wasn't, but... The challenges aspect of it needed to go when we weren't going to other events, but I appreciate it would have been difficult for the PDC to to, to, uh, to replace them. My yeah. point here is this about price, though. Yes, it's 101 average, but to do that in 12 minutes is for, for a kickoff is, is mind-boggling at how good it is, right? And also, 
I'm just going to double check on the, on, on the darts on a double because like, there were some huge out shots that Price took out as well. You know, there was moments where and you thought... He used the bottom left corner of the board. I couldn't believe it. He went to double 16. He hates that side of the board. I couldn't believe it. He must have miscounted. He must have miscounted. Plus as well, though, again, we talked about the 167 from Glenn Durrant. The 164 to win the third leg was, was ridiculous. And we saw the Gezi Price roar. And then obviously hitting double top for a 114 uh, with what I mean on 40 was pretty good. Uh, the only chance that Jermaine got at a double in the whole game was in the fifth leg when he went in Southern double 18. And then uh, Gezi won the match with a double 18 and then tops, a two, top, a, a two double finish. Was yeah. uh, was brilliant stuff as well. So, first time in the Premier League that that's happened since James Wade did it to Daryl Gurney last year in Aberdeen. Um, but uh, you know, look, that, that's a huge win for Price. It also improves the leg difference dramatically. He's that moved leg up to six swing over the last two nights is ridiculous. Well, he's won fourteen out of the last fifteen legs that he's played up on stage. I mean, it's just mental. It's mental the way that that's completely swung around for Gezi into now into a plus 10 leg difference. He's joint second in terms of the leg difference now with Peter Wright. Only Glenn Durrant has a better leg difference in the pair. He's one point off the top four. And if, you know, if Michael Van Gerwen, you know, Nathan Aspinall, if one of those slip up, well, one of them will slip up tomorrow night, or potentially both of them will because they're playing each other in the first game of the next phase. Big win for Gezi. I appreciate it is against Glenn Durham, but let's just take it, you know, what it is. The big win for Gezi, he's back up in that top four race. And you would not have said that coming into the start of this week. Yeah, definitely. He was one that was in contention to going down. He didn't look like he was enjoying the event at all. Um, but he's, he's made the most of the last three nights, the last two nights in particular, and he's right back in contention. He certainly is. He certainly is. And here he is now, talking with Phil Vars after delivering a Premier League whitewash. Here's going Price. Gazzy, many congratulations. 7-0 whitewash over Jermaine Mossamina. Start of the night, there was some talk, could you still be relegated? Did you have any fear going <laughs> 25% to... of them bought it, I think. <laughs> I don't know, to win one leg, man. Or even if I lost 7-0, Glenn only had to win one leg. But there we go. Well, did you have any just spurred me on a little bit. that you could get relegated going into tonight? No, I know the not ma- at all. Mathematically, it could have happened. Was there any doubt? I mean, if you'd give me two million to one, <laughs> I still wouldn't have had a pound on it. Because I don't think I was going to go out today. I was obviously going to win one leg or Glenn is going to win one leg. I think if you played this <clears throat> a thousand times, I'm still going to be in. It was going to be very, very unlucky for me not, not to go through and... Yeah, I think they tried to put the doubts in my mind, but I got after one hour, one leg. I was like, "Yes, I'm through." <laughs> Quite a turnaround, like you say. You're now only one point off of the top four, and a ten leg swing in your leg difference plus ten compared to everyone else around you. You're in a good place right now. Yeah, if you if you keep winning, obviously your, your leg count's going to go up. So that's all I aim to do now. Is I'm not sure I'm playing tomorrow. I think to do the dra- the draw after this, but. Yeah, as long as I keep winning, then then my plus count is going to keep going up, and if I keep losing, it's going to go down. So hopefully, it keeps going in the right direction. Over 100 average tonight. See, how did the earplugs and how did you adjust to it this evening? Are you starting to get used to it? Well, my ear infection is a little bit better today, but I played pretty decent yesterday, so I put it in anyway. It's still a little bit there, and I don't know. It just seems to balance me out a bit. I, if I haven't got it in, I'm thinking about it. And when it's in, I, I know it's there, but I seem to play a little bit better. And I've done it a couple of times, not just this weekend, but 
I seem to get this year on year, at the same time of the year, every year. When I go to Blackpool, I seem to have a, a ear infection, but I've got to get it sorted somehow. But the last couple of years, I haven't had time, and especially with, with this pandemic, I can't, it's pointless just trying to get in now for something so petty. Like. Michael Van Gogh losing again tonight, that's now two in a row. Is there a sense that he might even miss out on the top four in the practice room at the moment? No, I don't think so. I think we've all been off uh, for quite a while, so it's just a couple of us. I think me, Nathan, and Michael, and, and most of them probably. We just you just need that momentum and confidence, and just playing week in week out and being off for so long. I think we're all just um, just off off the boil a little bit. But I think come next week and come the playoffs, you'll see the best out of Michael, and, and I hope he gets back to his best as well. Guessing pleasure as always. Well, thank you very much. Going Price there, talking through his whitewash of Jermaine Watamina. Let's give you then the Premier League table after the first phase, after Judgment Night. It is Glenn Durrant who is top. He has won four out of his last five games. He has got a 14 points and he's got a plus 18 leg difference. That is a huge, huge advantage at this stage. He's probably only four points away from getting a place at finals night. Peter Rice is next on 12 points. He's also won four, uh, four of his last five. Uh, he is got a 10-plus leg difference as well, so he goes second overall. Nathan Aspinall is third with 11 points and a plus-five leg difference. And then Michael Van Gerwen in a very unfamiliar position. Lost his last two games. He's got a plus-six leg difference and 10 points. He's only inside the top four on leg difference, and that is because Gary Anderson beat him tonight. He's fifth with 10 points, with a zero leg difference for the Flying Scotsman. Gerwin Price is on nine points uh, in sixth place, but crucially got a 10-plus leg difference. So if Michael Van Gerwin drops points tomorrow night, as Gary Anderson drops points as well, I mean, appreciate Gerwin Price got Glenn Durrant, but if Gerwin Price does win, he could be up into the top four with a win tomorrow night. Michael Smith is also on nine points. He's got a plus-two leg difference uh, in seventh place. And then you've got Daryl Gurney in eighth place with a minus eight leg difference and six points. And then you've got Rob Cross on five points with a minus 14 leg difference. Rob Cross officially eliminated from the 2020 Premier League. Uh, let's uh, join uh, Phil Bars inside the bubble in Milton Keynes for the Phil Bars take the PBT here on the Premier League Daily. Phil, good to talk to you as always. Um, I don't really know how to sum tonight up because obviously the headline news is cross, um, but there is also some absolute barnstormers on that stage tonight. One word, mint. Yes. Yes. Absolute mint night of tungsten action from the new home of World Darts, the Marshall Arena in Milton Keynes. Um, the tone was set in game number one. Aspinall and Smith, for me, the game of the night because it takes two to tango. Um, just an unbelievable game and that set the tone for the rest of the evening. Yeah, but we were talking about this earlier. How big of a loss is that for Bully? That's going to be that's going to play on his mind. We, we all know <sighs> Michael really quite well. That will play on his mind, the fact that he didn't get at least a point and especially for when you're 5-3 up at that stage. Yeah, I think tomorrow's huge. If he wins tomorrow, then it might not be too bad. But tomorrow's huge now for, for Bully Boy. But, oh, I tell you what, just watching him play like he did for the first half of the game, he makes it look just effortless. It's unreal. Absolutely unreal. The action looked good. 
the rhythm was good, and the Travel Twenty was getting absolutely battered from the pair of them. Yeah, um, the board wasn't the board wasn't in the best state at all, was it? <laughs> um, no, just an absolute mint game, and like Nathan said in his um, post match, he felt like he stole a point from Michael Smith tonight, and he probably did in reflection. I think a draw would have been a fair result because. Even at 5-3, Nathan was playing his part in an absolute top game. So, I think a point would have been probably a fair reflection on the game. Yeah, Bully just seems to be finding ways to, to lose games in that situation, I think, at the minute. And I don't know how he changes it either. I'm not sure he's switching off for that long. I think he might just have to get the job done a lot earlier. But he doesn't look great as he approaches the finishing line at the minute. Um but like you said, his action looked mint. I think Aspinall looked sharp. The few others that looked brilliant. One man that didn't, that Jar has already maybe paved way to say that he's in a lot more trouble than, than we've said at the past and we've been gearing up to it, is, is your man, the Green Machine, MVG. Uh, two out of three losses since the return to the bubble. How much trouble is he in? Oh, he's in trouble. Let's let's have it right. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's he's in trouble, but I don't think it's a crisis yet. Yes, he's lost two, but he's averaged nearly a ton in both of them. So, losing games, averaging a hundred, is that a crisis for me? No. Um, but is he fully sharp, prepared, whatever you want to call it? No. Um, I was I was looking at this today because. I had a funny feeling that Gary would play well tonight. And roll back the 17 season when, or those, those two years where he was unplayable, there was an intensity and on the stage. And we, we got big celebrations. I'm not seeing them at the moment for whatever reason. Um, I think he needs to go back to almost being an arsehole on stage. Uh, do you know what I mean by that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, completely I get exactly Bill what you're Taylor, saying. Bill Taylor was exactly the same. Peter Manley was exactly the same. Um, yeah, go, go you back have to, to have play. that air about you where players just notice every little thing that you're doing. Exactly. Just go back to being a complete and utter fucking arse on stage and celebrate and give it to them in their face. Um... Yeah, the thing, the thing for I me, don't know. The thing, the thing, the thing we said the me, same about Cross, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but we were saying this earlier, mate. Cross looked absolutely unbelievable tonight. Well, I thought, ironic, I thought was ironically, he got relegated with 106 average, whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> to me, that he was looked the best. fantastic tonight. Yeah. I was like, how late is that? Yeah, yeah, he looked like it was the best, probably the best game he's played all all week. Best game yeah, he's played probably all Premier League. All week, yeah, since since Christmas. Yeah, the more than likely, go back release. further. The action was good. The release was good tonight. Um, Still shaky on double. If he plays anyone else, he probably wins. And yeah. Daryl Gurney's going survives. home. But unfortunately, he runs into a man from the northeast of the country that those trebles and doubles look like absolute buckets at the moment. Hmm? They do. They really I said start. it earlier, and Jar didn't agree, but I genuinely think he's the best player in the world right now. <laughs> oh, we going down, oh, 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 we going down this route, are we? That little Why? change he's made with these flights have made a massive difference, and it, we it's can't such go a, off an three games. Uh, look, we mate, can't go off three games. Unbelievable, right? 
the way the darts are standing up, he's got more confidence to score off of them. They're staying in the board a lot more. His finishing is just as good, if not as better, than it has been over over the past his time in the PDC. He just looks unbelievable. I will give no you this. No one's getting near him. No I one's getting give, near him. I will give you this, right? We all were a bit worried about the kite flights, were we not, on the preview show? Yeah? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, we were all a bit worried about him coming into things on the, on the preview show, right? My point is, and I'm going to say this now, those flights were, have been mid so far. His scoring in particular has been phenomenal over the last three what? nights. But... You can't call him the best player in the world after three games, man. Come on now. Yeah, but let's be honest. It's not just after three games, is it? It's everything that's been building up to it. Yes, all right, he is missing a PVC major. But apart from that, he's been yes. absolutely mint since he came over. And without that, look at where he is in the world. Yeah, but it's like saying, but it's like saying City were the best team of the season in the football, but apart from Liverpool. But apart from that... Until such time as you get that big not, major. Not apart from that, they played better football than we did this season. Don't let facts get in the way of an app here, okay? <laughs> this is the thing. You cannot call... Who's best better football. than him right now? Right now? Yeah. I'm still going to go the world champion because he's got a major title on his name. I'm going. I'm... Oh, what side of the fence am I sitting on here? He is the best player in the world right now. Who? Yeah. Darren. He is. Oh, no, no. Down this road. Jesus. Right, Dar, if if you have to play for a new house tomorrow, who are you picking to play that match for you? Any dark player in the world you can pick tomorrow to play for a brand new house for you. I have said, I don't know how long on this podcast, on, on podcasts that we've done, and on this show in particular over the last six weeks, if I have anybody on a big checkout that I need to save my life, I'm picking Glenn Durrett hands down. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to debate that with you at this point. My point is this, okay? We see this from Dozzard. We saw it in the match play in particular where he, he, he lost out to Dimi in the end of the semi-final, but he didn't quite get over the line against Vincent. You know, there were, there were moments where you thought he might not get the job done. And he does get the job done and it shows the battle hardness of him. He's a three-time BDO world champion. He's won two Pro Tour titles. He's made PDC semifinals. Get what you're saying. Totally understand it. I am not suggesting that he is a scrub. Can we just put that out there now? My point no, is this. No, what I'm see? saying right now, he is well, playing yes. the best darts in the world. I'm still... But you can't say that after three Why games. can't you? Who right you now can't. is playing better darts than him? Snake yeah, is playing better darts than him. He's playing better darts I don't think he is. I think he's playing consistent darts, but he's consistently two Snake or three points him on low. If, if Snake could have counted, he would have been beating him on, on Tuesday night. We'd have beaten him. pocket ten minutes before that. Look, and as Gino uh, De Campo said, if my grandmother had wheels, she'd have been a bicycle. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> we got, he got the point. He's won four of his last five, as is Peter Wright, yes. yes. But right now, if they were to play again and again and again in a best of nine series or whatever, I think Glenn Durrant comes out on top. Disagree. And I think he comes out on top against every player in the world right now. We've, you've literally just spent 10 minutes telling me MVG's in a crisis. Yeah. Any Gary Anderson could turn up on any night, but his lack of consistency means the same. Same for Gerwin Price. Yes, he's won 14 of his last 15 legs. 
But let's be fair, seven of them against Jermaine tonight, you pretty much get a free pass with a contender the last three nights to be anyway. Fair, I'll give you that no disrespect well about... to Jermaine. And yeah, Gary give, give, absolutely I'll... switched off. I'll give you, I'll give you as well the free pass around Peter Wright and Jeffrey Desvan last night. I'll give you that as well yeah. because we've always talked about that. That's fine. I'll give you that as a as a free pass. All I'll so, say is go back to their last big meeting and a big TV major was the world match play. Who won? But doesn't matter, mate, because Peter Wright's the world champ. Against these boys is is better than it is against the lower ranked players on the tour. He's three and zero against Michael Van Gerwen. It's not good. That's. I will bet my house right now. I will bet my house on the fact that that changes Don't on Thursday, third of September. Don't do it. Yeah, it's a four and oh. yeah, No, it's it's changing. <laughs> but Gerwin does not allow you to beat him after you've absolutely destroyed him off the board. Gerwin right. doesn't have a choice right now. Right, we're yeah, moving on. We're gonna, we, we, I tell you what. I tell you what. We're going to pick this up on the bank holiday live lounge that we're going to do, or on the Tuesday night live lounge that we're going to do, because we can have a big time discussion on this. I'm sure people are going to get bored of us talking about it at this moment in time. Performance of the night, gentlemen. Gob. Even though you're wrong about Duzzer, you can still go first because I'm a nice man. Why is it me first? Um, Why is it you first? Because I just said Gob, you can go first. I'm going to give it Gary tonight. Mm, okay. Not surprised. Because after, after, well, it was mid first night back. Last night wasn't great. Got absolutely dick. Didn't look great. The darts were completely wrong for him. Um, tonight, they're brilliant again. <laughs> right? Yeah. We said this earlier in the show, like, to, to produce that against Michael, who, yes, isn't on top of his game right now, but to do that after the performance last night and the consistency issues that Gary's having... With the new darts, after the way he got took apart last night by, by Gerwin Price, especially on the outer ring, was fantastic. And in the moments where it mattered tonight, Gary had that little extra thing about him. And I just think that was a quality performance. It keeps him in the hunt. He could have quite easily started to fall away from the top five or six, maybe, and find himself in a second chasing group, if you like, um, as, as the Premier League goes on. But he, he looked great, and that's where I'm going tonight. PV, are you joining uh, Gob over here for uh, Gary, or are we going elsewhere? Uh, I'm going elsewhere, but I'll just touch on what Gary said in his interview. I've, I've WhatsApp Gary. I'm waiting for a reply. Probably get one in the morning. I'm trying to find out what he changed against Gary and Price that he alluded yes. to yes. in his post-match. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find out. I think he may have changed to a shorter stem or something like that. Yeah. And, mm. uh, and, yeah, regretted, right. it in, and regretted it instantly. Um, so I'm waiting for confirmation, but I think he tinkered maybe with a shorter stem or something like that. But no, I'm going different. My performance of the night is a choice of two, but I'm going for the best player in the world. I'm going for Dozer. Fucking nonsense, the pair of you. <laughs> <laughs> me, it leads me to speak some sense on this year, on this show. Uh, look, um, my, before, before go on, you say that, on. my other one was Nathan. My other one was Nathan Aspinall because I thought he was, I thought he was very good tonight as well. But I'm going Daza just because he was absolutely mint. I mean, 106 average is not bad it, it, from the majority of the game. Finishing off at 100, 302 average is not bad at all. Um, look. I'm going to give it to Price for me. And the reason for that, I appreciate it's against a challenger and I appreciate everything that I've talked about, but I don't care. I just can't give it to Dozer because otherwise then you'll get on my back. No, look, <laughs> here's, the, here's the deal, right? You can't, 
to do to, to, to deliver a Premier League whitewash is no mean feat. To do it in 12 minutes is ridiculous. To, when you're picking in a 1-6-4, a 1-1-1-4, and then finish off a game with a two-double finish, that's just taking the piss, quite frankly. Uh, so, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Price on that one, despite the fact that it is against the challenger, but I think he deserves it. So there's my performance of the night. Uh, you'll never get me to say Glenn Durrant. Because uh, <laughs> I just don't want to get absolutely castigated by anybody else. But don't worry. Look, I'll do the deal here on this one, right? If Duzzer comes out, right, and, and still is miles ahead of the field, because he is at the moment miles ahead of the field. If he's still miles ahead of the field after this first week, I will, I will entertain the discussion about the best player in the world being Glenn Durrant. But until such time as that's the case, I'm not doing it because he needs to win a big major for me. Right. See, this, is, this is why I want the rankings to reflect more like golf. So it changes regularly and people at the top of the rankings are people in form, not people that have had one good tournament 18 months ago and keep their ranking for two years. All I'm saying right. is, is that it doesn't, this, get, this event doesn't matter because it's not ranked. Hashtag what's a major. Right. Uh, night 10 fixtures. The start of the second phase looks like this. Glenn Durrant against Gerwin Price uh, kicks us off. That could be very tasty with two very informed players. Uh, Peter Rye against Gary Anderson. Then we've got Nathan Aspel against Michael Van Gerwen. Third against fourth. That is a crucial game. There's no doubt about that. And then we start off, and then we finish off with seven versus eight. Michael Smith against Daryl Gurney. Michael Smith will need to win that game, and Daryl Gurney will uh, need to win it as well uh, for, for both of them to try and keep it in the race for the top four. Uh, what game sticks out on paper, uh, Phil, for you? Two jump right out straight away. One is the first game, and the other one is Aspinall and MVG. Is it thinkable that he loses three on the bounce? Yes. Yes. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I'm here for it, yes. <laughs> that, straight away, they're, they're the two that leap off the page at me of mint games. God. Completely agree. I mean, I completely understand why, but looking at the scheduling, there's still a bias towards players playing at a certain time and I just think that there are matchups that would suit that prime time slot a lot better heading into the second phase how on earth does a verse price is, is first on the form that those two are carrying um, is, is completely beyond me but yeah because, Mark, because it's Michael Van Gerwen because it's Michael Van Gerwen on a Friday night in Holland that's all yeah. you need to know but the the two games that Phil mentioned are class. I mean, they're all class matchups, and they are going to be throughout the rest of the tournament. There's, there's no contender. There's obviously Cross has dropped out now. Gurney seems to be in a lot better form, so they're going to be slogs every single night, and we're going to get four high class matches. But that's a fantastic set of pitches to start. The Scottish boys playing each other um, second up as well, teammates. That that could be class. But yeah, the two that Phil mentioned are the ones that stand out massively. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, look, Michael smith Gurney could be an absolute belter of a game as well. Um, but like I say, I- I'm looking forward to Aspen against Van Gerwen and I'm here for it. I'm calling it now. Aspinall beats him tomorrow night. And appreciate Aspinall beat him earlier on in Cardiff in the, in, the week, uh, in-, in the tournament. But I've got a funny feeling that Aspinall will do the business tomorrow and MVG will lose three in a row. Uh, you can't say that very often about him in, this, in the Premier League that he's ever been involved in. Phil Bars, Jack Gobbard, Gobbard, as always, gentlemen, it is a pleasure, even if you talk nonsense. 
to uh, be part of the Premier League Daily with you too. Thank you very, very much uh, for uh, for your input this evening. Well, what have we learned from Judgment Night? Well, Rob Cross is out. The last year's beaten finalist loses 7-4 to the man at the top of the table that some call the best player in the world right now, Glenn Durrant. Uh, he is 7-4 victorious over Cross and eliminates him from competition. Nathan Aspinall and Michael Smith play an absolute thriller. Smith misses eight darts and a double for a draw and drops to seventh as Nathan Aspinall wins 7-5 and moves into third spot. Uh, Peter Wright beats Daryl Gurney, but Gurney stays up. Peter Wright gets his fourth win in five games and he's only two points off of Glenn Durrant uh, tonight. And uh, in fourth as well, uh, Gary Anderson beats Michael Van Gogh for the first time since the 2018 Grand Slam of Darts semi-final. And he moves level on points with Van Gerwen, with Van Gerwen now four points off the top and losing two in a row. Is this a crisis for the world, number one? And finally, Gerwin Price demolishes the challenger, Jermaine Watamina, in 12 minutes, 7-0, an absolute, uh, uh, well, absolute domination is probably the right word from the Iceman. He's looking cool, he's looking very calm and collected, and he's only one point away from the playoff places. Join us tomorrow, live on linedarts.com from 6.30 in the evening. We will have all the action in our live blog. Make sure, of course, you read our report right now. It's on onlinedarts.com on the website. And also, as well, uh, make sure that you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to search online darts on any one of those platforms. And then make sure, as well, that you're on our YouTube channel, Online Darts TV, for instant reaction from inside the bubble with Phil Bars. We'll be back again tomorrow with another Premier League Daily podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it here tonight. Rob Cross is out, and we're on to the second phase of the Premier League, and it could be another barnstormer inside Milton Keynes. From us all, take care, and thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 